Hello and welcome to episode number 146 of the Nerd Pro Crow podcast. We are broadcasting this intro from not its usual location. I'm not going to tell you it's a super secret location. It's actually not a super secret location, but it doesn't matter. matter. It is not from the home base. But uh, yeah, a couple things. As always, a couple of plugs. Uh, The Living Room Comedy Show every Friday night at 8 p.m. at the Postmark Cafe, 6th Street between 4th and 5th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn. This is our sort of big New York Comic Con summary, which I, I always say it's the our big New York Comic Con coverage, but it usually doesn't. It, I, I almost feel like it gets smaller every year because even me go and then we we become more and more focused as to what we're actually covering every year. So we cover a bunch of the previews. We cover the the latest Last Jedi preview. We cover a couple of the news things that came out of New York Comic Con. A couple more movie previews. And yeah, just generally like talking nerd stuff, but uh, uh, especially New York Comic Con stuff in this. And I think there's a random tangent. So it's uh, Eve... Rich and me just basically talking nerdy stuff, but mostly New York Comic Con. Uh, the uh, as I always say, there are more things coming. Uh, there's a lot of live tweeting going on because all the fall shows have started up again. So keep track of at NerdPoquo on Twitter. We're going to be uh, live tweeting The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow. Now that I am caught up, we're going to be live tweeting Arrow. Probably going to be live tweeting The Gifted and discussing all of that. Next week, we're going to be doing a big comic book thing. So uh, some comic book recommendations. We're going to be doing a whole episode. LEL and me are going to be doing a whole episode uh, comic book. All the comics that we've been reading and that we got at New York Comic Con. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be throwing out a lot of recommendations for all you comic book heads. There's going to be some more video game and anime stuff. Probably not coming until... Next week, there might be a Halloween event, possibly, but probably not. I will keep you guys, like I said, always keep track uh, at the website, nerdproquo.com, but especially at nerdproquo on Twitter. And if you like this episode, as always, hit subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, let us know what you're thinking. There are, it's going to start being available on other things. I know we've been very focused on iTunes and, you know, the way podcasts are available that way. It's going to be available on some other avenues very, very soon in the next, probably by next month, it's going to be available on a couple more podcasts. So those of you with Android can actually, uh, you can always go to nerdpoco.com and download episodes, but uh, to hit subscribe, and you can also go to the RSS feed. But that being said, it's going to be available in other things. And some of you might be asking, but probably not, but maybe, where are all the guests? A lot of the guests have are, uh, because there's been so many nerd things that have come out, we've been doing more like a news nerd thing. There are the guests. <laughs> Cowboy Dan is coming. Those of you who actually get that reference, uh, God bless you. I don't know. Maybe two of you got that reference. In any event, yeah, the the guests are going to be coming probably in the next couple of months. A lot of them coming out of New York Comic Con. We're going to be doing a lot of indie uh, creators of comic books as well as other podcast people. Some more comedians are going to be coming on. It's just it's all in the pipeline. The guests are coming. I know that... uh, People seem to be really inter- a lot interested, more interested when got guests pop up. There's going to be a lot of really cool guests that are going to be coming in the next couple of months. Uh, but there were so many things going on in my life and everyone else's life and prepping for New York Comic Con and coming out of New York Comic Con that a lot of that had to be pushed back. But yes, uh, there also is a big thing that is going to be out of town, possibly coming in December. I don't know if I mentioned that yet, but uh, more on that. That's going to be very exciting, but uh, more on that as it comes up. In the meantime, enjoy this episode, episode number 146 of the Nerd Pro Quote Podcast. Yup. And I've already started. I'm not going to even bother like listening to it after this.
Which is what I do. Welcome, everyone. Hello. You know, I just realized today during uh, after school at work, um, I've noticed that a lot of my kids have a hard time just articulating like thoughts or ideas of content that we're talking about. However, when they play like video games like Mortal Kombat, they can express so many ways how someone is cheesing and using the same move over and over again. So they're mute in class, but they have so much to say when someone just cheeses and can do squat. It can do squat in uh, Do you video know that game. they had a they had a a, a Mortal Kombat 25 25th anniversary panel at New York Comic Con and I completely forgot about it. Um, I think I remember seeing that. I'm just, I haven't been a big Mortal Kombat fan, so that's I, I think that's why I didn't end up going, because yeah. I was just wasn't <laughs> enough of a fan. Yeah. Uh, we will get into some New York Comic Con, but, uh, I think we yeah. should start, because you, you wanted to really talk about this. Um, uh, yeah, um, I've been hating on the Justice League trailer for, like, <laughs> ever. I didn't even um, bother with that. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no faith in Zack Snyder. And granted, I don't know what he's going through with his family, and I wish him the best. But to be fair, I never felt comfortable in him helming and directing the path of Warner Brothers, you know, DC... I guess it's no longer called Extended Universe from what I've heard some reports. It's going to be separated universe. It's not going to be one con- uh, continuity. Which again is Warner Brothers. Here's what you should have done. Here's what you should do. And here's what you've decided to do instead. Because I mean, you're dumb. It's it's something. I mean, I, what I care about is just good films. If I don't care if it's in seven different universes. If I could get more Dark Knights... You know, and Ooh. just good quality films and less Green Lanterns. <laughs> yeah. Um, and less uh, Batman v Superman. You know, I, I, I don't mind. You know, I want good movies. However, I saw the trailer and I thought, oh, shit. The latest trailer that came out on Sunday. And I was like, is this the same movie franchise or whatever? Is and then it dawned on me, Joss Whedon yeah. is picking up. I was, was going to say that, and then and they had reshoots. I am now slowly interested in this, just by the tone. The, yeah, I mean the latest, the, the latest preview is definitely <laughs> yeah. a lot better, and I think I think a lot of that has to do with just the fact that like, I mean I don't I don't know, I thought it was a nice touch, but just like all the. Superman stuff, like, which we all know he's gonna be in the movie. Well, but here's the thing: we know he's going to be in a movie, but what type of Superman are we going to see? Yeah, because the Zack Snyder Superman is not the Superman that we've been accustomed to in pop culture. So, as from the overtones from the film, hope is very much a big thing. So, I'm hoping that you know they're trying to fully establish that you know this Superman in this movie is going to be the type of Superman we remember from the Christopher Reeve days. And I hope this is it. I hope this is it. And did, have we discussed all the little theories that have sprung out of like, you know, the who Alfred is actually seeing when he said you're... You know, I don't care about that. I just... And the fact that, point- that Bruce... When there's a line in the previous preview where it's just like no Kryptonians and... Bruce is looking at a hologram of what is clearly a super character. Yeah. But a lot of people were theorizing as like because you see you just see like the feet or the legs, yeah. and it's just like well that's not Superman's legs, that looks like a woman's legs. So a lot of people are also saying super, that like Supergirl. Yeah, which would be cool, uh, but but you know too much too soon, you know. Yeah. Too much okay, too soon. my response to that too much too soon is so was dawn of justice and that was a mistake and going off of what Zack snyder the trend is there and even with joss involved gives more and more credence that supergirl supergirl is actually the one who's going to be in it um i want i want it to be a lantern, but I don't think it's going to be a lantern. I my 
right now I don't care for spoilers. It's like I'm not I'm not digging for spoilers like I am with Star I'm Wars. I'm not either, now. but but they're I'm just, just hoping that it's a salvageable movie that right. I would I'm not gonna roll up my eyes at times throughout the film that I am eagerly excited for it. You know, the worst of the Marvel movies are still enjoyable. Yeah, and in the meantime, Marvel has just decided we're gonna have uh, we just want a good series and or movie in every single media and streaming service. Like, because yeah. you now have Punishers coming out. Yeah. Uh, theoretically, it's coming out by the end of this year yeah. from that most recent preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, Gifted uh, and a new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Coming out on television, you have Runaways on Hulu. I'm interested in that. I'm I, I'm interested in that if I, for no I, other reason that I love that book. Uh, and you have the trade for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I I can, borrow that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, also where I came That's on. one thing um, I've heard about the the concept behind that, the Runaways. So I've always been interested in reading. Um, so yeah, I mean, I for one, I just want this movie to be a good movie. I, I do too. Movie. I, I and think... I hope Joss Whedon is the one that drags it out of the muck and makes it become respectable. That's my hope from this trailer. Yeah. The, the emotion <laughs> was what struck me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope that that's what is going to be focused on in this film. And you also, I think what helps, honestly, is you have at least... You now, after the success of the Warner Woman movie, you have three characters and three actors. Uh, and this is not super-duper knocking Affleck. Uh, but you have three people who I think are going to bring a different vibe. It's clear that even though it's that's not the Aquaman from the comics at all. Don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like Momo's doing his thing, and I love it. And he's yeah. having it. He looks like he's having a blast. Yeah, right. and that's he's I probably the one that's having the most fun in this movie. Yeah, I don't think I. Happens. Well, no, the Flash. This is the right. thing. This is the thing. I really like that actor. Uh, it looks like he's gonna bring some lightness to it too. I, of course, will forever say that. Uh, I don't think I've ever phrased it like this. Uh, like I like, I forget the name of the actor who's playing Barry in the movies, but uh, but Grant Gustin is still my boo. <laughs> for like, for like, what a way to phrase it! <laughs> like, just after four seasons of watching that man play the Flash, it's just like, it's just like, mm, like I and I, I've said this from the beginning. I was just like, I mean, a new costume. Uh, it looks a lot better. The, the new Flash. costume in the show. Yeah. It does look a little bit. Yeah. No, what I was going to say is I would have loved to have Grant Gustin like stepping up and being in the movie, but I, we all knew that was never yeah. going to happen. Um, so there's JLA there. Uh, we just watched it. Uh, you for the second time, Last Jedi, which I have a lot of things to say about. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Rich? You're the resident Star Tra- Star Wars expert. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm I, I'm super pumped. Um, a lot of obviously it, it opens up a lot of questions, a lot of theorizing as to what direction they're they're looking to take. Um. So, uh, what was the thing that stood out for you from that trailer that you did not expect to see? Mm. I mean, there are a lot of things going on there on that last trailer. Uh, I would say the whole deal with um, uh, villain Snoke. No, Ben Solo. Yeah. Yeah, it just it, the way that they portray him, it looks like something's going on, or mm-hmm. there might be some plotting, or there may be trying to backstab his. It, it just gives the impression that there might be some kind of plot twist where he, it, it, it might involve him, but who knows? I don't know. I'm just only speculating, but 
and that's that's what this trailer seeks after all like a lot of speculation uh, but I'm I'm excited but what about because I was a f- I was surprised about how Luke was dead set on moving away from Daisy's character thinking that there's something about her that he knows she's giving off some really bad vibes you know that something about her or her past is dangerous and that's what got me curious it's like what's wrong what does he know that we don't know that we should be wary about uh ray so that's where i'm going through like conspiracy theories is ray's parent you know family from a sith line you know and is that's why he decided to hide her from you know everyone else in the world in tatooine so that's what i was really you know really interested about yeah yeah that's a it's a good question to ask because we don't really know what her background is we don't know we don't really know much and would they make her a bad guy like the first major female protagonist in the series lead protagonist will they make her a bad guy I doubt it. The same way they made. I, I, I think. I think he, they they might portray her as struggling between. I mean, if in fact she has an evil past of some sort, and that struggle between good and evil taking place within her, that might that might be shown more in this film, if anything. I've been being quiet because I have I have a lot of things to say about this preview. <laughs> uh, all of it's speculation, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I will first go super nerd, as I was saying before we were recording, and say that as much as they're, they have claimed that the Star Wars Extended Universe, like the books and the comics and all that, is not canon for the films, they keep pulling concepts from it and one of the concepts from the extended universe is that all of the kids and uh of like Han and Leia and Luke cuz Luke has kids as well and I will get to that in a second uh in the extended universe they're all super powerful number 1 uh so they're kind of pulling stuff in there where, like, the kids have their own. And one of the things about the kids, and especially about, especially about Luke's story uh, post-Jedi in the extended universe, is Luke actually goes over to the dark side briefly uh, during part of the extended universe. And not like he's turned to the dark side. Like, he briefly... It's, it's portrayed and it's a concept in the ex- uh, the extended universe that there's a thing there's a thing called the gray Jedi who are the peop- who are the Jedi who don't they're not completely towards the dark side and not completely on the light side either they kind of bounce between both and it's kind of characters who are and I could be wrong about this and super duper Star Wars geeks will probably correct me on this that they're in the middle I never thought Meaning that, that they are like embodiments of like the balance itself. Okay. And I have I I'm thinking that they're gonna do, uh, that the arc when we were theorizing that maybe Ray is gonna go bad. I think Ray is gonna go bad in this movie, or at least for part of it. Uh, so is Ben Solo. Uh, they're both, or he might have a thing where he like. Almost goes all the way over and then gets comes back, and I think you're gonna see a parallel story between the two of them, which is why that like the shaking the hand thing is. I think you're gonna see that they both, before they balance out the force within themselves, uh, is they're both gonna like kind of flirt with the dark side like completely and maybe turn for a little while and then come back ahead of it uh if you pay attention to the preview what luke actually says the reason why he's afraid is i i believe the line he says i haven't the last time or it's either the last time i saw power like this i thought he was referring to ben solo no i think in the preview he's talking about her because i I got that as well through that entire preview you're seeing stuff like like 
she's like the lightsaber and then the ground like cracks around her and like the, like the stones and stuff like trembling around her she is super powerful with the force which as someone who's watched the movies the line that pops immediately into my head is the force is strong in my family i think i think ray is his kid and he's because his father went dark and came back and because he's so powerful she's even more powerful so i have i have a feeling that that yeah i have a feeling that that's too obvious though it is too obvious but but like it might be and it might be it's it might be too obvious but that might be what they are alluding to so that they can like switch it around she's somebody important somebody i mean as everyone has said she's somebody important kid yeah uh there's no way that she's not somebody important and the fact i mean like i said it might be a mcguffin but the fact that like she's in that preview they're implying that she's like super strong with the force kind of implies if she's not luke's uh kid then maybe they're gonna pull a they're gonna pull a jedi and and ben and like I don't know that she's Ray is also Han and Leia's kid. Like okay. they're gonna pull like a, a they're gonna pull a Luke and Leia thing. Like I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in there, but but there's like I said, there's no way she's not yeah somebody important. Yeah, I mean, I'd, it'd be great to see a child of the Sith being yeah. turned to the side of the goodish gray. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, um, but yeah, I just didn't know that uh, Star Wars were veering in those territories where it's not completely on on a, the opposite spectrum. It's either all, all bad or all good. I didn't think that there'd be well, shades of gray. Well, well, the that's the thing is is that's an extended universe concept that they might not like actually do in the movies. Mm-hmm. But it, just from this preview, I mean, I know it's like I said, it's a lot of speculation. But just from this preview, I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, they might do the. Someone goes over to the dark side for a little, like the whole Vader thing. It's just like someone goes over to the dark side for a little bit, and then they're redeemed, or they come back, you know. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, um, it's. But yeah, I got super stoked, and I'm just even though I'm a Star Trek fan, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with a story, with this episode, you know, in terms of like understanding her background and find out what Snoke's, you know ambition and plans are for yeah, ben what is agenda was overall agenda you know and where has he been all this mm-hmm. time you know i i've never heard of him you know i'm sure he was hiding while palpatine was running the show so what happened to him did right. palpatine check him or what you know so i'm curious as to his background as well there's also a lot of theories about like who he could be and also stuff that feels like they're like they're not adapting anything from the extended universe but they're definitely like it's definitely there's definitely seems like there's people involved there's like no we 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 read a bunch of the extended universe stuff and we're gonna use use, some of that stuff even if like it's not directly pulling the storylines it's yeah also the fact that force awakenings was in many ways a remake of the original trilogy Mm -hmm. it seems like there might be going like even more like Empire in this so one. So the dark side will win somehow in this. In game. this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would make sense to live in somewhat of a cliffhanger toward the end. And now that, especially now that J.J. Abrams is taking over Episode yeah, Nine, I, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that too. I'm really happy about that. Um, the final trilogy in this remake. So I. I'm happy. Um, yeah, anything else on the trailers? No, I mean, we, we should briefly, because we saw it. I think it actually premiered at New York Comic Con. Pacific Rim? Yeah, it just makes us yeah. so excited. I mean, it's... it's I'm, once again, we're all fully aware it's not going to be an artistic tour de force. No. What it is, is that it appeals to children and adult children like ourselves <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and you know seeing giant robots fight giant monsters and sometimes giant robots fight giant other robots fucking awesome 
you know, and my boy John Boyega is in it, and yeah, I, I just love I love I the fact throw that throw money at any movie he makes because yeah. I'm supporting that guy. Speaking of giant robots, did you hear that in real life, uh, the the U.S. will f- have a giant robot fight a Japanese giant robot that on the internet? Where? Yeah, this is gonna be live on Tuesday. You can watch it live. Is it like so, one of those like robot death matches? But with a huge robots. So this has been a project for some time where uh, I think the U.S. Uh, this team in the U.S. is building a giant robot. And I guess we're going on a huge segue here. But, no, this is fine. Uh, this is yeah. this is this is a great. This uh, is a great. This so, is a great segue. I have no idea what this is about, but <laughs> so so after this, this but so uh, about a. I think it, this this happened about a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh, and this team of of uh, uh, engineers uh, learned that the Jap a, a group of Japanese engineers were working on a on a robot on their end on their own and so these american engineers just for fun uh uh challenged the japanese to a robot fight within one year i'm liking this so this happened last year they challenged them to a fight and the japanese said hell yeah let's do this so finally it's a year later on tuesday live on the internet the two robots will have a giant uh, robot fight. I'm sure the Japanese. How did I miss be, this? This sounds it amazing. Like some sort of Gundam, you know, variation. Uh, you know, I'll 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 send. I'll, what I'll do, I'll send you guys the link. I'll yeah. send you the link so that okay. you could post this uh, for anyone to watch it live. Link link in the doobly do. Yeah, because this is gonna probably go up Sunday. Uh, and before we get into some other stuff that I do want to discuss, and we, Rich, we might. If you want to, because you have to be up to tomorrow. I'll, I'll know when to leave. I'll, okay, I'll stick okay. for a little while. Uh, the uh, the Stranger Things they just released like that's in like what two weeks now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh, so many things. I'm so um, pumped. I mean, so I, many things and feels I mean, and it's like the first trailer kind of like ruined me. You know, with the music, it had a yeah, thriller vibe. You know, I'll, and this is very subtle. I'm still excited about it. Yeah. You know, they but, saw, they show more uh, of the monster, yeah, which is very Cthulhu like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the direction. I can't wait to watch the show, and yeah, I'm just fucking excited. So yeah. many, and, and even in this preview, so many more like, uh, like because. It already came out. I heard it was actually really good. I'm gonna get around to watching it. The 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 most recent version of it. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of it illusions, even in this preview. Like that, just yeah. Uh, I mean, they have to stick to their roots. And yeah, and, and 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 also so many like so many like 80s horror movie things, and yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, it's a lot of happy, <laughs> a lot of happy. I just realized this month and next month. Actually, the end of the year have a lot of shit coming out, mm-hmm. pop culture wise. Yep, Stranger Things, Thor's coming out. Thor. Justice League is coming out in November yep. as well. Um, Star, Wars. Star Wars. What else is? I mean, Punisher. I, I forgot about Punisher. Yep, Punisher theoretically would be coming out this uh, this year by the end of the, before the end of the year sometime. This is a lot of nerdy shit going on. Yeah, I mean, and Run Runaways comes out on Hulu on in November too. I'm, I'm, like, if it's well received, I may subscribe to it. Um, I'll find I'll find a way to watch it. Yeah, um, and and right now, I am fucking feeling Star Trek Discovery. Oh, how is it? Yeah, I mean, it's getting. Good. It's Did you go to the panel, by the way? No. Okay. The panel was out. It was out of outside of Javits, so okay. I had no okay. desire leaving Javits. I the show is fucking amazing. It's unlike previous Star Trek TV shows. It's very focused on one character, 
And unlike, you know, previous episodes where every new episode is something new, whatever happened, no, it's just a fucking continuation. So repercussions okay. that has happened okay. that one act, one character did will ca- carry over through previous episodes. Okay, like a, like a true series. True series, and it's a very dark. Um, the tone is great, and it's in a, in a world that we have not experienced yet, where this Federation is in complete and all-out war with the Klingons. So the whole being good has been thrown out the window because the Federation is going full military and finding any possible military advantage over the fucking Klingons. And I am loving it. I, I'm just... I, I think... Yeah, the I hear it's, does it's getting does very... It, does it feel like Star Trek still, though? Or is this like a completely... Because when you say it's, it's like... the Balsar Galactification of Star Trek. That's how I would say it. It's very human. Is it... So So my, my real question, because uh, Eliel and me discussed, because I haven't watched it yet, uh, it, but as someone who's like a super Trek fan, uh, I ask, does it feel like Star Trek still, is because it could be really good in its own right but even from what you're telling me it seems like there's some central tenets that are the undercurrents to all of the star trek things that it seems like they're pulling away from it, but i haven't watched it so i don't you're correct you're okay correct. because of the setting it's not a federation that's fully established it's very new and it's not a federation that's just exploring this is a federate a federation at war with the claim. Okay, ones. okay. So the captain involved, he is taking strategies that I would say he's very Dick Cheney ish <laughs> in terms of anything at all costs. The ends justify the means if it means kicking the Klingons ass. So it's very much not like the Federation we're used to. It's a dark Federation. And and I heard that it's not really tied to the story what I guess we're calling the Abrams Star Trek universe. I mean, or technically this happens in the past, well before um Kirk and whatever. That's so the the feeling because it is. Because if this is like the if it is the same universe, then this is the clean on uh, uh and the pre sort of Federation fighting, which they alluded to as being part of the past in both uh, Into Darkness and Beyond, yeah. is that, and especially Into Darkness, where they imply that, like, no, we're, we have a, a peace treaty. In fact, I even said that, said that they might they might have alluded to, like, no, this we were at war with the Klingons yeah. before we were and on it. this air. show is delving and, ex- you know, examining what happened during that time. So this could be part of the Abrams universe, and it could also be part of what we've known to as, you know, canon Star, Wars, Star Trek, simply because Abrams Universe share the same past history yeah. as uh, uh, Star Trek that we know. The only difference is that this is just a darker universe. But also, like, because of what they established in the first, like, Abrams Star Trek, it's just like, you know, alternate timeline, you know... It, it, Time tra- oh, time travel in your first movie, wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the actors are great, um, and just the direction, that's which is refreshing. Because even though the J.J. Abrams Star Trek is still inherently Star trek E in terms of exploring, meeting, do- especially the last movie, um, yeah, that was very Star Trek compared to the first two films. Mm. This is a complete departure from what we've seen. This is star the a militarized Starfleet and a militarized Federation, and I'm liking where they're going. And Sonequa Martin, who was in The Walking Dead, yeah, she's in this. I love her character as a human who was raised by Vulcans. Cool. So she tries to suppress her emotions, but I, Mark was telling me how she survived being on Vulcan because they have like the what's it called? Um, it's um, not the ESL version. Uh, I forgot the 
I think if you're a teacher, you'd get it. And when it comes to me, I'll let you know. But it's, I, I just have to say, I just love the show. I, I hear it has one show. of the most impressive title sequences of any show. It's, I, I, it's gives me the vibe of Westworld. Which is also coming back, and I'm so excited. I'm happy about I'm that. so excited, if for no other reason than the way that first season ended. It's just, I think I might have mentioned it. I definitely mentioned this on the podcast before, where I was just like, I'm happy there's a second season. But it doesn't have to be. But if there hadn't been, that was the perfect way to end that show. It's, it's basically like a kind of, everyone's going to fucking die. Yeah, but you want to know what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I would have been robbed because I want to find out what the next chapter is with the machines. And I fucking want to know what's happening. Where are they? Is yeah. This Earth? I need to have that answered for me because I need to figure out what's going on. And from the pre- for two things that were in the last season, <laughs> this isn't even, wasn't even on the list of things that I wanted to talk about, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, number one, uh, the fact that that new preview, Ed Harris is alive. So evil, evil ass Ed Harris is still alive and kind of hanging out being evil, wait, scary wait, wait. ass Ed Harris. There's a preview? For the next season? Yeah. Yeah, it's already come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I yeah. missed out on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that. Um, they haven't showed it, but because they teased it in the last season, I just kind of want to... I kind of... They, they probably won't do this in the second season, but it's just like, man, I want to see Samurai Westworld. Oh. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> it's just a part, you know, the part of us that's, that loves the Pacific Rim Uprising, yeah. it's just like, man, Samurai Robots. <laughs> That'd be dope. That'd be fucking dope. <laughs> um, and just the other worlds that, you know, that they could have created, you know, uh, Samurai, you know, Kung Fu shit. Um, I'd be down for that. Um, yeah. Anything that, I, I mean, there's so many things that they could do, like, in the past. And also just like, yeah, there's a lot of, the way they, how expansive the show was, as far as like what you've established this, the the technology in this world is capable of, it's just like, oh, okay, there's a lot of different directions that you could go with that. Uh, So yeah, I I think that might be it for the previews. I did want to discuss... New York Comic Con a little bit. I, I, how was your Comic Con? Because I found it very fulfilling. I did too, but I think that comes back to what we discussed last year is just going in with an agenda mm-hmm. really so, helped. I scaled back my expectations. I kept it really small in terms of uh, industry panels when it came to like, um, what finding out what DC was doing with a lot of its comic book line. Um, also, um, I saw my fucking awesome like a uh, YouTube, you know, uh, uh, people, uh, comic explained and comic storian where they talk about comics all the time. They had like a big show um, on Friday night and I loved it. At first, I saw 10 people and then the fucking room was packed with fucking yeah. nerds and I love that just like the enthusiasm you, you went to a lot more I had planned to go to more panels and then just the way my weekend ended up working mm-hmm. out like for me working wise of stuff I had to do uh, I had to keep coming in and going yeah. so I actually missed a lot of the panels that I would have gone to weren't at times when I could go to them like I probably would have gone to uh Maybe the Punisher one. I probably, that which I heard that they canceled it. Yeah, they canceled it. Uh, also, the shooting that took place in Vegas. So they felt that it was inappropriate to yeah, talk about a show that is as violent as it was yeah. right after. Yeah. Uh, also, I would have gone to the Archer one, but just like yeah. timing wise, I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, the only one I went to was the the uh, Twisted Tunes, which. Uh, if you don't know what Twisted Tunes is, it's all these voiceover artists. Uh, so I'm gonna go down the, the list of names. You won't if you're not if you're not a voiceover nerd like like I am, you won't know who all these people are by names. But then I'll tell you who they do the voices of, 
And they also do impersonations. Like, mm. they all, almost all voiceover artists actually also do impersonations. So it was Rob Paulson, Nolan North, Troy David Baker, Drake. Tress McNeil, and Jess Hartnell. Hartnett? Hartnell, I think. I forget. So collectively, Rob Paulson is. I might be getting this backwards, but he was Raphael on the original Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles oh, cartoon. Okay. As well as Yakko and Pinky on Animaniacs. Ooh, okay. Uh, and Carl Weezer, who's on a show that I don't watch, so I don't, I don't know. But, uh, and he's also Donatello on the most recent Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, Tress McNeil is Dot, <laughs> as well as a bunch of voices on The Simpsons. The funniest one she did that night was she... I forget who she... And they all read Ghostbusters, the sc- parts of the script of Ghostbusters as different characters. Uh, Tress McNeil also does Ket the Cat Lady on The Simpsons. Oh, okay. She does... She's a lot of characters. <laughs> if you look the Simpsons? Up, yeah. If you look <laughs> up who she plays on The Simpsons, she plays a lot. She does... She's one of those people like Hank Azaria where, like, yeah. she doesn't play, yeah, like, like, main characters, but she <laughs> plays, like... Characters. Like, twi- yeah. Uh... Troy Baker, I don't... He does a lot of video games. He does a lot of, Troy Baker and Nolan North do a lot yeah. of vo- video game stuff. Uh, and also a lot of great in-person... Uh, Jess Hardnow, I'm, I'm getting his name right. That's Wacko, hmm. along with uh, a bunch of other people. Jim Cummings was one of the other people. Jim Cummings was the Tasmanian Devil oh. on, on, the on Tasmania. Okay. And also, like, the later Looney Tunes, he's taken over the voice of Winnie the Pooh in a bunch of the, in the most recent Winnie the Pooh stuff okay. for, like, but the most recent being, like, I don't know, like, the past 15 years or something. Okay. I don't know. Like, he, and he, and they all do impersonations. So it's basically them reading scenes from Ghostbusters in these voices. Uh, do you, do you want, do you want to go home and go to bed? You're like, <laughs> no, it's just a- we're soon. <laughs> soon, yeah. It's okay. We're we're gonna be done, but we should. Uh, I mean, even me, maybe after this, we'll watch a little bit of what they've done before. Yeah. The biggest hit that they got was they did at one of the Dragon Cons or something. They did Star Wars. Uh so some highlights. Nolan North does an absolutely ridiculous Gary Busey impression. <laughs> And it's one of those things where you you don't you don't think about what Gary Busey actually kind of sounds like, yeah. but but he also adds to it when he does it. He does like the face, and just a general state of I don't know what the fuck I is going on right now. <laughs> that is just just pri- like priceless. Uh, Troy Baker does an incredible Alan Rickman. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, okay. And he also does. He also did Matthew McConaughey, and he did Matthew McConaughey like also not just doing the voice, but like as he was reading the script, he just got lower, like more and more <laughs> down, laid back in his seat, and he had a hat on, and he just pulled his hat down, <laughs> like so they kind of because they're voiceover guys. Like a lot of when they did impersonations, they like embody whoever they're doing an impersonation of. Uh. They did the scene. I forget who Jim Cummings was doing the. It was Bankman and Dana, but the scene where Dana is possessed mm-hmm. by Zool, yeah. and she's like trying to have sex with him. I forget who Jim Cummings was playing uh, as Bankman, but Nolan North was doing Dana as Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and there's of course the line. Where she says, I want you inside me. There was a pause when they got to that line. Because he's reading and all these things just sound inappropriate in Mickey's voice. Uh, and he just goes, and here's the line that's going to get me f- sure that I never, ever work for Disney ever. <laughs> and literally, like, so he had, like, he had, you know, Troy, ba- Troy Baker and I forget, uh, like, next to him. And just everyone just kind of turned to him and just kind of leaned. And it's just like, say it aloud. Say it. And he just said, I want you inside me as Mickey. And it, it's what makes these. It was the best thing I saw. Like, it might have been. And the Gary Busey thing might have been the funniest thing I've seen <laughs> so far this year. Yeah. And that includes, like, comedy specials. Like, it just, oh, God. it's It was beautiful. Um, it, my... 
I think Saturday night, I went to the Black Mirror panel. Oh, that was the one I wanted oh. to go to, but I couldn't. Julie Foster was there. She was emceeing it with the creators of with, Black um, Mirror. The two guys, the the woman and, and the Charlie man. Charlie Brooker. Yes, and the man is fucking disturbed. You know, they, I would, they, they, I would, it's like one one yeah. person who they did a Q&A and then the guy was, the uh, the fan was like, sir, thank you for having a fucked up mind or some shit like that. And he's like, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that goes into all of my works. And, you know, it's just like, it, it was fun. We saw our preview of Archangel. I think yeah. the episode that Jodie Foster directs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love that. That's know. another thing that's coming. I I, mi- I missed that. I wanted to go to that, but I think by the time that would happen on Sunday, I ju- I just was exhausted. I love that panel. And then for me, would was the last panel of Comic Con on Sunday. It was like a last minute thing, thirty minutes. Uh, Scott Snyder just did a fucking Q and A. Q and A. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. And it was the best fucking thing I've ever experienced. He was so <laughs> as a DC nerd. Yeah, he was just fucking genuine, just being thankful because he admits what he's doing with DC Metal is batshit crazy. He understands, you know, fucking crazy Batman. You know how he different evil Batman just takes over the powers of other Justice Leaguers. He understood how fucking batshit crazy, but because of the fan support of the shit that he's been doing with Batman allowed this to happen. I just got like, I got goosebumps, you know? <laughs> and the warm up fuzzies just like listening to him talk and just gushing over the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. I'm creating these ideas and you guys are supporting me. I just, that moment was It makes like you feel good when like a guy who's like a creator is that like. Yes. Um, and I, 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 from now on, I'm only gonna go to panels with writers that's why you you also went to two like you know you went to the queer one of the queer panels there was more than one queer queer panel there was i went to the one on friday night and um that was um i had to multitask where i had one ear listening to or watching the um the doomsday clock thing yeah because it was happening simultaneously so i decided you know i want to find out what was going on with doomsday clock which is uh, a book that jeff johns is doing uh next month in november and then they were doing a queer thing and just about it was just a matter of talking about representation in hollywood and this one woman she was like her perfect question is you know when will Hollywood just stop killing lesbians? <laughs> you know, <laughs> when will they allow us to live and be happy? And I just cracked up laughing. Everyone cracked up. <laughs> I, that was a really good panel. It was just like people who are writers, um, activists in the trans community, just you know, just opening up because there was a there was huge represent, representation of queer uh, fans at Comic Con. So I was happy that there were. Like, I was actually really, panels. I was really happy to like even not like. Being in that panel, just uh, it's you know an artist alley. Uh, I saw some some of that stuff. There was just there's a really good you know I, I don't I don't know whether although I heard the retailer the retailer panel went south. I didn't I didn't hear anything. About uh this. when they it, it went south because as much as you have all these panels about diversity, yeah. there was a retailer thing that apparently went like kind of ugly and like oh. about like how diversity is actually hurting the sales of blah 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 oh, and ordering really? stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. I I there was an article posted about this. It was like is the that re- the Marvel issue where forced. Diversities. It was actually it? a it was actually a panel or like a meeting of like store like retailers, comic book store owners, and distributors. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, yeah, that went kind of south. Uh, oh, which I'm glad I, I missed that. Just because like, there, there was just so many things. I actually bought. Uh, there was a comic book, an artist who I really love. Like he does. Uh, for October, he did what? Oh God, what was? What were they calling it? Switch October or something like that, uh, or Swaptober or something like that, where he's has a series of uh, characters and he gender swaps them, mm-hmm. but he leaves their costumes the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
and see how some guys. uh there is one that is that i saw that was like dude because he didn't have it on they, they were selling a couple of them and I, they weren't just like gender swaps some of them were also like race swaps so you had like a black wonder woman uh that was just gorgeous looking but the one that i saw was like i might i'm gonna definitely buy this uh, I'm gonna order it online because he has he did a whole series of them. He just didn't have all the prints. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying. I want to say Marcus Williams is his name, but it's it's not Marcus Williams. I'll link in the doobly doo because I have a. Oh wait, I might have it on my phone. Hold on. Anything involving like Spider Woman or Psylocke, gender swapped Psylocke uh, was so. I've I heard it, gender swapped Spider Woman and how it's like physically impossible for a human to bend in this way yeah 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 the gender swap psylocke i mean you can google this image it's oh man it's so it was one of those things where it's just like it's sound i mean if you're one of these people who just like if you're like that stuff makes you upset it'll just make you upset but for someone like me who just loves shit seeing (laughs) shit like that i was like this is the greatest (laughs) thing ever uh and i'm probably gonna try and get them on the podcast they're from atlanta okay they have a, a a a book called Tuskegee Airs, uh-huh. which is you know all black cast. Uh, definitely a, a really nice thing to see, which is like an all ages book. Definitely get the impression that it's an all ages book. The art is fantastic. There's a lot of uh, a big component of the book is kind of this sort of educational thing, talking about like black history. And like you know, T- Tuskegee and Red Tails and all of that, but it's set like way in the future. Uh, and I just like just the whole kind. I love the art first off, but just like reading it and just like I try. And when I go to com- New York Comic Con, buy at least one or two like independently like released comic books from artists. And the two, there's such a clash. One was Tuskegee Airs which is very cool. And the other one was this really messed up book that's actually hilarious called The Bible 2. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically Jesus... The sequel. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. And it's... <laughs> oh my God, it is... If you're at all Christianly re- religious, it'll make you so upset because it's so it's so messed up <laughs> but it's it's also i would love to read it's that, also hilarious yeah i'll i will i'll show you i'll bring it with me next time i i see you guys maybe not tomorrow because i have to i would have to go all the way back to you know whatever uh but uh yeah that was i saw it and i was just like i have to i was like what is this about and the guy was like explaining it to me and yeah, and then i fl- and then i comic con you bought some weird shit yeah, you know. I always, I always, whenever I see like the cover of something that looks really weird or twisted, I'm just like, I gotta tell me what this is about. And nine times out of ten, it's something hilarious or fucked up, and I'm just like, I just, I have to own that. <laughs> uh, and this year, my one like that's so messed up was the Bible too, and it turned out to actually just be hilarious and great. Uh, and the other was Tuskegee Airs. Also, like I said, like just nice to see like. You know, minority representation, especially in Artist Alley. Uh, I did not go this year. I, well, because I, it, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't fucking air conditioning. The only part of the convention that wasn't air conditioning. Yeah, like, I no, felt so did. fucking bad. <laughs> oh. It was like, oh, you put all the goddamn artists and creators. Like, yeah. not all of them. There were some that were on the the main That's floor. Somebody screwed like, up there. Yeah, oh, man, I felt so bad. And you had some great, some just fantastic people down there. Uh, and apparently, uh, at one, I don't know when in the con this was, but like uh, an artist I follow on Twitter, like I don't know if she does like Doctor Who stuff or something. I, I, but apparently, Peter Capaldi just like went to Artist Alley just to see this one, really, because because I saw the pictures. I was just like, she took pictures. Wow. And was like, oh, Peter Capaldi came to Artist Alley to see me. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Oh, gosh. Uh. And I love going through Artist Alley because aside from like all the people who work on the different books, I almost bought a piece of artwork from Carrie Nord, a Daredevil piece from Carrie Nord because okay. Carrie Nord is amazing. Um, but yeah, there's always stuff in there. There was like a, a you know a, a Puerto Rican superhero there. There was a whole company that like 
uh, one of the owners was a, a gay man, and it was just like, and I don't mean to like. It just happened. It's not, yeah, it's not like I'm not like trying to tokenize anyone yeah. at all. Because really, if you went through Artist Alley, especially Artist Alley, like it wasn't that. Like, and it's just like, and it was also nice that with kind of that whole Marvel controversy, some of the tables in Artist Alley, like the guys who were during Tuskegee Airs, uh, had, aside from like the superstar artists and writer people, had these big crowds around them. Oh, that's great to hear. Which was just like the the uh, I forget who the the Puerto Rican superhero was, but he had a big thing around his table. There was this guy who was uh, I actually took a picture of his business card because I want to get in contact with him. He sold out of these. He had books. It's an art illustrated book that is a uh, a book of historical women heroes. And it was just like, and he, like, I don't know how many he started with, but he sold out of all of them. And he'd been taking down the whole weekend after he sold out names of people and, like, their addresses and stuff. And, and being like, yeah, to, okay. when he when he goes back to the West Coast, he's going to send all of these uh, out. Uh, uh, but it was, it was, aside from that one panel that went south, I felt like it was really nice to see that the creep, Aside from like the obvious superstar artists, you know, who always had the long lines in front of them, it was nice to see these big crowds around, uh, you know, the minority and like the underrepresented uh, characters in comic books. This was like overall a really solid con, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, no disappointment. I, uh, I unfortunately had to. I don't know about you. I had to come in butt early, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning. Every I I wanted to, to and I just couldn't. I had to to get into the um uh, to get into the X Files panel on Sunday, um, and I also had to. What was it? There was another panel that I also interested me. I completely forgot about it. Um, that I wanted to see that I had to come in really early for as well. So it was just like, it was awkward, but that's the only way to get in at least one of the big major. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Although you I guys went for all three days. I well, it's four days. Did well, you go all four days? No, I went all days. for, I went I, all. I don't go on Thursdays because I, I would Thursday. have gone all four days. The only, I could, I learned I couldn't make it to the actual panel that I wanted to go to, which was the stand against evil panel. Uh, which was on Thursday night. I would have I'm went surprised to surprised how many good panels were on Thursday. Yeah, they put I, a lot of them. I yeah, and I didn't know this. Otherwise, I would have went Friday night before I came to meet you. because uh, I could have, I should have kept better track of it. But apparently, the all the comedians reading uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space was at Symphony Space, which is right up. It's on, I grew up where my parents live. It's 94th and West End. Symphony Space is 94th and Broadway. And I had, I went there like that night. I was cooking dinner for my fam, for my parents. I Had I known, I would have gone straight from, I would have gotten tickets early, gone straight from cooking for my family to that. Because that was, it was all the, I don't know the rest of the, I know that a couple of the people were on the, I mean, obviously Dana Gould was doing it, because it's sort of part of Stand Against Evil. Janet Varney, who was also on it. Gilbert Gottfried oh, was yeah. there, and a couple other, I'm drawing a blank on it, but it was like, people who came in for the con for Stand Against Evil, and then a bunch of comedians who like live in, in the tri-state area, and they were doing a live rating of Plan 9 from Outer Space, which if you don't know, is this famous Ed Wood movie that's uh, it's prim it's kind of touted as the worst movie ever made, but it's not really. Uh, it's one of those movies that's it is really really bad, but it's so bad that you're like it's amazing. Yeah. And and then right before we because we we were we're actually Dude, at it an almost con, an hour. Man. You need to do a con. Uh, if you well, want to, be out of the country when it happens oh, yeah. again. Well, here's what I know. Even it's fun to go to. Uh, and I'm definitely going, 
whether this whether it there ends up being a live podcast there or not is a different matter uh the weekend of my birthday so i believe it's the 8th the 9th and the 10th where uh anime usc anime usa usa in dc so you have to take a trip out to dc but but uh yeah that i mean i'm pretty much i think i'm gonna go out there for at least one day even if i don't end up doing because that's a fan run con and even though you're not a huge anime fan there's just fun stuff to do and as far as like panels because it's all fan run there's a lot of panels that are just like a bunch of people actually like talking to each other and like Mm. talking about fandom and yeah it's you know it's cool uh before we end and i i make at least uh eve watch a little bit of a twisted tunes thing so you can get i get an idea of what this is uh what were some of your favorite cosplay? Because I know definitely what mine were. Um, shit. I did not notice the cosplay this year. I mean, because there was a, quite a few Bob Ross. Random Bob Ross on Sunday. Uh, my girlfriend and I noticed that. I was like, okay, that's random. You know, and that's the shit I re- appreciate. Yeah, was a, there were some nice, like, mashups. I, it wasn't... There wasn't anything that was special like last year, like those three aliens from Sesame Street. That, yeah. I love that. And I didn't see any really unique costumes. It's the same old, you know, uh, Deadpool or very popularly um, Harley Quinn. Way, way too many Deadpools and Harleys, yeah. Yes. Um, um, nothing really that special, to be honest, that really stood out for me, you know. I, if for no other reason than just the how ridiculous and elaborate it was and then because friday night i actually as i told you saw uh a group of people like help him disengage from the costume it's like a and also group. take it apart <laughs> and like load it into a van because they had to load it in into chunks it's a guy who dressed up as bumblebee the transformer but like the movie's bumblebee wow and he was like seven foot he it was like literally like a seven foot tall Bumblebee. You, had to take it apart. you could you could Google like Google image search. There was a, a, a hot girl dressed as like Bumblebee too, and of yeah. course they took a picture together. Uh, so she looked hot because there's of course always uh, some girl uh, of many of whom, and I I hate to be this guy, but it is a big comic convention. So there there is there's actual fans mixed in with people who are there because they're promoting something or like you'd be surprised how many of like the really hot girls dressed as something are there because someone has paid them to they're be promoting promote. uh and even if they're not promoting something like there there are because de- if you go and you actually ask some of those uh women uh and you can kind of skew certain characters uh you're like you might not be here promoting like a uh, a show or anything, but a lot of them are promoting something. Mm. Like, and they're being paid to be there. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned there was like a Gillette cosplay. No, not a cosplay. There was a Gillette in uh, where all the big technology ones. There was a Gillette uh, booth. Okay. Yeah. With the guy dressed as like the robot Gillette thing from the commercial. Yeah. Commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, full commercial. Yeah. You know. There was a very nice uh, gender-swapped Joker and Harley. Okay. Which was very cool. That's and they did it very well. It wasn't okay. like, you know, just for the sake of whatever, which you you always kind of get a little bit of a Comic-Con. Uh, and also just the fact that I saw two Pickle Ricks. Just You haven't seen the most recent season of... Rick and Morty. No, no. There were two pickle Ricks, and that's just uh, there were a lot of Ricks, but like, yeah. and 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 the Ricks when you I get them get up when them. the Ricks are all together, the Ricks are. Oh, that's another cosplay I've seen a lot. Of. The the Ricks are the like the parallel, uh, Deadpool's. Yeah. Because the Deadpool guys who are really into their character will, like, group to like start talking to each other in character, mm-hmm. even more so. You a bunch of the Ricks. Like, the, when they were taking pictures of the two Pickle Ricks, there was a whole bunch of just Ricks. And they, because of the... This is might not be in the season, but in later seasons, you see, like, alternate universe Ricks, and there's a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever you get a bunch of dudes, 
like cosplaying as Rick, and if they're in character, they start to like talk to each other as Rick. Yeah, and we're like, hey, I'm I'm Rick, blah blah blah, number blah blah blah, blah, blah from from this universe, yeah. and they'll, like they'll they'll get into it because that's the level of uh, not only the show but the fandom yeah. for that show. So yeah, yeah that was fun. And, and the one last thing, because um, I, I normally bored my girlfriend to death about nerdy shit. Um, so on Sunday, while we were standing online uh, to get our badges scanned for X Files, you know, she was mentioned. She uh, we noticed this one uh, woman who did a good job dressing as like, you know, ninety Scully, you know, <laughs> full FBI badge, That's cool. you know, and my girlfriend has is it okay for me to say costume? And then one woman just turned around. No. <laughs> no, it's not. And this woman is in her, f- f- I would have to say late 40s, early 50s. That's awesome. And the shit I would do to, you know, just like drone on and on and educating my girlfriend, this woman just broke it down very kindly. No, no, we call it cosplay, dear. You know, and all. it's like, <laughs> Finally, someone else other than me educated my girlfriend about nerddom. Um, that was also a really good moment. There was, there was um, one, and there was also one or two, I will say, video game and anime related stuff that I, I didn't know what it was. But I was like, I don't know what this is, but you look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there were like a bunch of guys in like red carnal outfits. You know, I never understood. Is that from? I thought it was from um, Handmaid's Tale. I've seen that. But I just it, apparently my girlfriend watches that show. And she said it had nothing to do with it. So there was like a bunch of guys in these w- red, you know, religious garbs. So I, I didn't know what. Oh, I would. Was you would have to Google and show me. I could probably tell you what that is. It's either it's it's likely that it's anime related. I'm not really. I'm not a hundred percent on that though. I, I'd have yeah. to see what you're talking about, but I'm um, not. Yeah, I never took pictures. It's like it's just weird seeing all these guys dressed as like r- religious people, and right. I, yes. I just never understood the reference. I could get most uh, cosplay in yeah. Comic Con, but that was just too obscure for me. I'll, I'll look it up yeah. afterwards. Okay, I think I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was an a hour. Fucking awesome episode, and Rich did not pass out. Yeah, uh, miraculously. <laughs>